We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain alienable rights. We have a power. And we've raised a spoiled brat representative government that needs to be taken to the woodshed. Are you satisfied with the government that owns you? There are churches who refuse to allow us to use their facilities to teach. Unspoken or even sometimes spoken rule that religion and politics don't mix. You wouldn't dare speak out against the government or somehow resist. Christians have to be involved in politics. God commands it. Every turn of event through history hinged. One person will stand up upon a single person. And then everybody else will stand. A gym member surrounded by a crowd of supporters was placed in handcuffs. A Tampa Bay pastor has been arrested. Sentenced to a week in she jail. She also and tore up a cease and desist letter. We have a posterity waiting for us to say, we will not comply so you will be free. We have a chance to fight without bloodshed. But every time we comply, we establish a future where our children will not have that option. Why do we sit down when all should be standing? And why do we back down at the group? Rise and shine, liberty loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Show. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Remember, we are a teach show and not a talk show. And quite often, I have the opportunity and more often the need to actually give you some information, some education on a current event that is plaguing the minds of those in conservative circles. I get a lot of information throughout my day, people all over the country, people all over the world sending me messages and, and giving me information about things that are happening or things that they think are happening or things that they're worried are happening. And so I don't really have the opportunity to deal with all of them. But every once in a while, something big comes up, like today. Something I want to address with you, a very serious issue. You see, there are headlines going around and people pontificating and panicking, if you will, over this idea that that the Biden administration is working with the World Health Organization to, quote unquote, strip the United States of its sovereignty. And so that's what today's show is about today. Can the Biden administration constitutionally and lawfully through the World Health Organization, strip America of its sovereignty. 
Now, I suspect there are many of you out there that are longtime listeners, uh, longtime watchers of our, our podcast here, and you already know the answer to that question. And that's great. That's super. But what I want to do for you is I want to give you the necessary education, ammunition to squash this current panic that is running through a segment of conservative circles. Because you see, first off, legally, constitutionally, the Biden administration has no authority to autonomously do anything at all, save pardon people for federal crimes. Uh, you, The president can unilaterally, uh, autonomously call the Congress into session under certain emergencies. Everything else under the under the delegated authority to the executive branch, to the president of the United States, must be done in concurrence with the Senate. Just as a little review, the president of the United States does not appoint federal judges or Supreme Court justices. I mean, as many as these things that we've been through in the last two years, we should know the truth about that by now. Presidents do not appoint. Presidents nominate. It is the Senate that appoints. Contrary to popular belief, the president of the United States does not unilaterally and autonomously hold the authority to send our troops off to war. That is an illegal expansion of power, an unconstitutional expansion of power by Congress through the Unlawful Unconstitutional War Powers Act. That's another class. We'll just have to set that one aside for a moment. Just as a little side note, if you don't want to wait for me to get back to the world, uh, the unconstitutionality of the word of the War Powers Act or how the president has really no autonomous power at all, you can go to libertyfirstsociety.com and take my class on the power of the president. But what I want to concentrate on today is this idea. And Christian's going to go ahead and throw up that first slide that we have up there for you. The world. Which one is that, Christian? Okay. The World Health Organization is preparing to is preparing vote to strip the US and 194 other nations of its sovereignty and give them total ba 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 control ba 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 over the world. <laughs> Maniacal laugh. Seriously, guys. If you want to talk about massive propaganda that is designed to spread fear and panic, I cannot imagine a better headline than that. First off, can I just say the World Health Organization does not run any country in the world. 
much less the United States. It just doesn't happen that way. And I want you to understand why. This is merely a destabilization fear tactic. And that, I don't know about 194 other countries, but in America, America is specifically designed so that cannot happen without total evasion, invasion, and annihilation. Okay? I'm just telling you. Cannot happen. I know my husband's always like, don't say cannot, should say should not, or shouldn't, or whatever. No, I'm telling you. America was designed so that an, a presidential administration and a foreign governance cannot take over America without invasion and total annihilation. It just, it won't work. I mean, seriously, even if a few comply, you cannot dissolve the sovereignty of America. So let me, let me uh, go with you here. So the next slide comes from uh, an article, and I'm not crediting the article, I'm just pulling it out because I want you to see what this is saying. The World Health Organization is preparing vote to strip the U.S. and 194 other nations of their sovereignty. Notice, hey, Christian, flip back to that other picture. Notice these are actually two different articles, guys. These are actually two different articles, and we have the exact same Go toggle from the first to the second now, Christian, where the one in the orange there, Okay. You have the exact same language. So what you have now are different media outlets. Look, guys, your alternative, quote unquote, conservative news sources do the same thing as the mainstream medias. Do you think these, the, the independent news sources, the ones that we call independent news sources, the ones that are conservative in their in their perspective, I'll give them that conservative in that perspective, have roving reporters that go actually out and investigate things. They do not. They all work from the same news feed. And the way you will know that is when you read separate articles and they have the exact same language in them. They're just copying and pasting, guys. And this is a panic. This is this is a purposed panic to to distract you from some very, very essentially important things. That's why I'm taking this up as the whole show today, guys, because this is a dangerous distraction, deception practice right here. This whole who taking our sovereignty. And we have unsuspecting people who are spreading this fear and narrative. Please stay with me in this talk, in this teach show today. Please stay with me and I will show you how to defeat this argument, how to show somebody, unless of course they're completely tribalistic, they're completely sold out, they don't want to hear the truth. There are some people you cannot reach, okay? There are some people you cannot reach, but that does not eliminate our obligation to spread the truth, to sow the seeds of truth. Our obligation 
is to take the truth and disarm the lies. Because, look, guys, we have infiltrators in the conservative side. We have people who are there to destabilize. We have, I mean, if we don't know that by... By January 6th, all the all the uh, provocateurs within that. It's not just at our events, guys. We don't just have provocateurs and those who have alternative motives at events. They are in our social media. They are giving out information. And not everybody giving out information is a provocateur or has, has malignant motives. Some people just don't have the information, just don't possess the education to recognize these intentional plans of panic and misinformation. No, I am not in favor of the government deciding what is good truth and what is bad truth, okay? That's the bottom line there. I'm not in favor of that. But it is always that that Latin phrase, caveat emptor, buyer beware. You are a consumer of information. You are a consumer of current events. As a consumer, you must test your product before you purchase it. And by purchase, I mean making it your own and giving it out. I mean, I have people who come to me all the time and say, Chrisanne, is this true? If you have a source like that, that's great. Make sure that your source is reliable and vetting the information, testing the veracity, the truth in what you're seeing. But I want to tell you, there is not a shred of truth in this. And it is a distraction. It is, it, now, now let me get it. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. It, it is a huge panic because we're in a, a society where, where global power is a looming threat, where globalism is a real issue. But this whole narrative of the Biden administration handing over the sovereignty of the United States to the World Health Organization is not a legitimate panic. Number one, because number one, I'll just tell you, a little spoiler here, it's not lawfully, constitutionally possible. And number two, there are simple solutions and checks and balances that obliterate anything that Biden would do with the World Health Organization. I'm serious. There is absolutely nothing that Biden can do with the World Health Organization that cannot be immediately and powerfully obliterated. This is not something we get into a panic about and start, you know, wondering when when the World Health Organization is going to come and invade. Who is the World Health Organization? I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyway, okay, so this orange titled thing, Christian, let's throw that back up there. The World Health Organization is preparing vote to strip the U.S. and 194 other nations, 194 other nations of their sovereignty. The move would give who total control. On May 22nd, the World Health Organization will vote on whether or not to strip 194 countries, including the United States, of their sovereignty. 
What does that even mean? The World Health Organization is going to vote on whether to strip the United States of their sovereignty? Who is the World Health Organization? Who are they? And how do they plan to carry out this dastardly deed? The whole thing just falls apart with, when you understand logic and reason. The World Health Organization is a bunch of aristocratic bureaucrats sitting around a virtual table pontificating on the problems of the world. What are these people going to do to carry out an actual physical thing of stripping America of its sovereignty? So, the next one I want to, this is, this is the question that I want to answer for you. Christians put up this one here. Biden to look for a closer relationship with the who? Does this policy obey U.S. law? Now, the problem with this question is really the premise. Does it obey, does, it, does this policy obey U.S. law? Okay. Whether it obeys U.S. law or not is, is, is frankly quite irrelevant, okay? Whether it is consistent with the Constitution of the United States is the question. Because law that is inconsistent with the United States Constitution is no law at all. So everything must be consistent with the Constitution. Now, Christian, I know I'm about to call something out of order here for me, but I want you to throw up Article 6, Clause 2. The picture of Article 6, Clause 2, because I want to show everybody what it is that I'm talking about. Does this who thing follow the Constitution? Why is that the relevant question? Well, because it is the only thing that makes anything that the president or Congress does valid, lawful, and carry the force of law. So look at this. This is Article 6, Clause 2, commonly, commonly known as the Supremacy Clause. This Constitution, it reads and the laws of the United States, which shall be made in pursuance thereof. Which shall be made in pursuance thereof. Shall be the supreme law of the land. You see, you have two separate clauses there. You have clause one, this constitution shall be the supreme law of the land. And then you have a second clause, and the laws of the United States which are made in pursuance thereof, shall be the supreme law of the land. Now, there's a third clause. We're going to get to that in just a second. But let's focus now on the first two clauses. The question is, is the WHO policy, is the new Biden slash WHO policy, is it consistent with the Constitution? Does it 
follow, is it authorized by the Constitution? Why is that the question? The que- that is the question because the Constitution is the supreme law of the land. Now, somebody might say, well, uh, Congress has created this act that says blah, 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 right? Well, clause number two says that laws made by the United States must be made in pursuance of the Constitution. There's a qualifier there. In order for any legislative act to be valid, to carry authority and and legal force, those acts must be consistent with the Constitution. Why? Because the Constitution is the supreme law of the land, right? So what we're talking about here is an agreement between the Biden administration and the World Health Organization. So, Christian, what I want you to do now is I want you to go now and we're going to start playing that video. Now, this is a video uh, from Telegram. Uh, I'm not going to talk about the owner of the platform because I don't really understand whether this person is an infiltrator or not. But this is actually an interview that Steve Bannon did with Michelle Bachman. Now, look, before Christian plays this video or starts to play this video, I want to sort of give a special warning disclaimer. If you have a particular personality worship connection with Steve Bannon or Michelle Bachman, if you feel like anything that would maybe disagree with them, either or both, is not something that you're going to be able to receive. This might not be a good video for you. Okay? This might not be a good video for you. I'm just warning you. But if you think even though you might have that proclivity, to side with Steve Bannon or side with Michelle Bachman just simply based on who they are. But you might be able to put that aside and rationally, critically thinking, review some information, then hang along with us, okay? Now, I'm going to tell you, this is not any kind of personal comment towards Steve Bannon or Michelle Bachman. I am not making any personal assessments about who they are, what their character may be, or anything about them as people or even in their positions. But what I am telling you is the information that Michelle Bachman is about to give you in this very passionate and panicked message is absolutely, fundamentally, and wholly incorrect. So I'm going to have Christian start playing this video, and then I'm going to um, stop him along the way uh, so we can talk about some things. So go ahead, Christian. Go ahead and start the video. 
That's right. It's hard to believe, Steve, but in less than two weeks' time, a vote will take place in Geneva, Switzerland at the World Health Assembly. They're important because they're the governing body of the World Health Organization, WHO. This authority that they would be given would impact 99.4% of all the people in the world. There are 193 nations belonging to the UN. The Biden administration is bringing Let's pause there for just a second, Christian. I hope we can pause. I don't know if it's going to make me start over. So when if it makes me start over again, Christian, we'll just listen through until I can't take anymore. Look, her statement that this World Health Organization has authority over everyone in the world. Does anybody feel like there's something wrong with that statement? I mean, I didn't make Christian mic up today, and I he won't mic up unless I actually make him. But I would love to have Christian's feedback on this right now. I mean, seriously. What is the first, when, when someone says something to you like the World Health Organization is a governing body over everyone in the world, um, what's the first question that comes to your mind? I mean, the first question I, my mind would, who died and made them king? I didn't elect anyone in the World Health Organization. I did not consent to the World Health Organization having any authority over me. And you can't find any authority that the World Health Organization exercises over the people of the United States, constitutionally or legally. Every part of the World Health Organization body is based on consent. And we don't have to consent to what they say. So, all right, go ahead and continue. It's going to work. Propose that yes. all nations of the earth cede their sovereignty over national health care decisions to the WHO, the World Health Organization. Okay, pop. So what this Stop. would mean, Steve... Oh, no, keep going. Let's let's let her finish her sentence. Is that the WHO would have decision-making authority to intervene into the United States government policy in any nation of the world without our permission? So, for instance, Stop. What? Excuse me? No. It does not matter what the World Health Organization says. And what is this idea that they would be able to intercede into our health issues in the United States without our permission? Does anybody, anybody ever wonder, I mean, let's, let's be smarter than the average bear here, as Thomas Sowell says, and, and think on to step two. What does that look like, the World Health Organization? taking the sovereignty of America and saying, you have to do this. What exactly, I mean, seriously, from practical perspective, what exactly does that look like? I mean, is it is it just a matter of, you know, the stupidity that we went through over the last two and a half years of people in businesses voluntarily shutting down their businesses? 
governors and mayors and city councils and county commissions, um, you know, threatening people because the who said so. Because I want you to realize in that scenario over the last two and a half years, the World Health Organization did nothing in the United States. Okay, I'm starting to get to where the real solution lies here, people, but I want you to recognize something. What she is saying is that the World Health Organization would take the sovereignty of the the American people and put them under the thumb of the World Health Organization. And and how exactly does that work? Because you must recognize something here over the last two and a half years. The World Health Organization did absolutely nothing in America. Everything that was done, every shutdown, every lockdown, every arrest in America was done at the state and local levels. Not the World Health Organization, the state and local levels. So if we just look at this from the surface at the at the real ridiculousness of these statements. I mean, they don't even pass the smell test, much less the constitution test. Keep going. Where you see 26 million people today locked down in Shanghai, China. They can't leave their apartments or homes. The WHO- Okay, stop. Oh, keep, I'm sorry, keep going. Authority to be able to impose that here in the United States for whatever- Stop. 26 million people in lockdown on Shanghai, China, she said. And with this thing they're voting for and voting on in the World Health Organization, she said, the WHO would have the authority to enforce that in the United States. The authority, the WHO. First off, China is doing that to China, not the WHO. But her words were exactly, the WHO will have the authority to enforce this in America without our permission. How? What exactly, what force does the World Health Organization have? And I'm gonna tell you something. If the World Health Organization is actually, if in your mind you're thinking of like people in boots and suits and guns, if the World Health Organization, if that's how they're going to do it, like they're doing it in China, if the World Health Organization is going to send troops over to America to wrap people in in packing tape, to imprison people in packing tape, um, you got bigger problems than some kind of of illegitimate agreement that the Biden administration is making with the World Health Organization. Because that's not a World Health Organization issue. That is a national invasion issue. And the thing is, remember, that's China on China. Even in America... Can we all wrap our heads around this one? Even in America over the last two and a half years, people did not comply. Entire cities did not comply. Entire states did not comply. 
So it's either true or it's not. And what she's saying is simply not true. Now, I want to I want to go back now and I'm going to we're going to start the whole teaching. No, wait. Did you get off that screen yet? Okay. Let, let's play it a little bit longer because I think there's something else she needs. we need to hear from her I need to tell you. Text they want. They don't have to show data. They could do this. What this does, Steve, bottom line, is it creates a platform for global governance. Global governance through the WHO. This is what people need to know. It's time sensitive. No one knew about this. The Biden administration... Okay, let's just stop because I don't want to hear any more of this. What she's going to tell you, okay, she's going to tell you in this video that the only solution to this is for Congress to tell the president not to do it, which means that what she's saying is that if Congress does not tell the Biden administration not to do this, that the Biden administration has the authority to do this without Congress. That's just simply not true. That is simply not true at all. Now, I forgot to give Christian this this picture. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and uh, pull it up on my phone so I can read it to you. Um, and then you, you guys can have some homework here and you can do it yourself. Let's see. I think it's, uh, okay. It is article two, section two, clauses two and three. Now, remember Michelle Bachman's statement, and you can go watch it. I'm just not going to play it. I, I really, Christian will tell you, I really debated on playing the video at all because I don't want to, I don't want to be a promulgator of this false panic, this distraction from real solutions. I don't want to be that. But this is a teaching moment. So I have to show you what she said so we can walk through it and you can learn how to tell people not to buy into this planned propaganda panic, okay? Now, again, this is not a remark on Michelle Bachman. Michelle Bachman probably really believes what she's telling you. The problem is Michelle Bachman, and this is not the first time, guys, I don't want to be ugly, but it's just not the first time, Michelle Bachman is proving that she has very little to no understanding of the Constitution whatsoever. And very little to no understanding of where the real solutions, the real, because people will be like, well, practically speaking, Chrisanne, I'm going to tell you, practically speaking, she proves that she practically does not know the real practical solutions to this problem. Right? I'm not saying it's not a problem. I'm just saying it's not the problem she says it is and the solutions are not are, are not what she are what she is proposing. Because the solution of getting Congress to tell the president don't do that 
and claiming that if the Congress doesn't tell the president not to do that, that he will do it and then it will be legitimate. There's only one purpose for feeding that information to the people. Not that she has this purpose, but there is only one purpose of feeding information to the people that their only solution is to go through Congress and that if Congress doesn't stop the president, we're all enslaved to the who. There's only one purpose in that. And that is to make you check out, to get discouraged, to get defeated. And then if this actually happens, you just simply comply because you don't know what else to do. I'm going to show you, you don't have to comply. I'm going to show you that there is a real solution here that has nothing to do with Congress. Because frankly, if you're waiting for Congress to do something about this, you know what? You, if you hold your breath waiting for Congress to, to, to stop the Biden administration from creating a WHO, a, you know, connection, agreement, then you're going to be that blue guy in the corner because it's not happening. But remember, that being proffered to you as the only solution is the reason. Because it won't happen. And you're supposed to feel like, oh, well, we tried. We contacted Congress. We did everything we could. No, you didn't. You didn't even do the right thing, much less the most powerful thing. So everybody found in their pocket constitutions, Article 2, Section 2, Clauses 2 and 3? Because here's the premise. Here's the proposed argument that Michelle Bachman and, and all these other articles give you, right? All of them that are talking about this WHO thing. That the President of the United States can unilaterally make binding agreements on the states of America. That's the premise. Well, if Congress doesn't stop him, then he has the power to make these unilateral agreements. That's not true. That's absolutely not true. And Article 2, Section 2, Clauses 2 and 3 are my proof. Now, Article 2, for those of you who are new students, is the article in the Constitution that delegates power to the executive branch. The chief executive officer is the president. And so when it says Article 2, Section 2, Clause 2, he, that he, is referring back to the office of the president. He shall have power by and with the advice and consent of the Senate to make treaties provided two-thirds of the Senate present, senators present confer, concur. He shall have power. Not alone, but by and with the advice and consent of the Senate to make treaties provided two-thirds of the senators present concur. In one of those articles we had up there, Christian, I actually read in the text where it said this would happen without two-thirds of the Senate. Um, no, it can't. Not constitutionally, not lawfully. It's not binding. So let's just be very clear and follow along with me, okay? Because I'm going to show you here in just a moment. I'm going to make this solid. The Constitution of the United States says, Article 2, Section 2, Clause 2 of the Constitution says, the president shall have power by and with the advice and consent of the Senate to make treaties provided to thirds of the senators present concur. By the way, if somebody in their 
mind right now or is whispering to you in the corner, well, that's treaties. What about agreements? There are no agreements in the Constitution. Nope, just treaties. The only authority to make agreements with foreign countries vested in the president through the Constitution or treaties, and the only thing he can do is negotiate them. The Senate of two-thirds count are the ones who actually ratify treaties. So even if it's an agreement, the Iran deal, we talked about this on the show back when Obama was president. The Iran deal is not binding on America because it was never adopted by two thirds of the Senate. It just doesn't work that way. So remember, Constitution, two thirds of the Senate, treaties, no unilateral authority. And I'm telling you, anything less than two thirds of the Senate is not binding. Christian, go back to that, the, to the, um, the um, Article 6, Clause 2, Supremacy Clause. And I'm going to show you exactly what I mean. This, is it up there now? Okay. This Constitution, and in your mind, insert in there, Article 2, Section 6, Clause 2. This Constitution, Article 2, Section 6, Clause 2, is the supreme law of the land. Right? And all treaties made or which shall be made under the authority of the United States. Well, how do we know the authority of the United States? Well, the authority of the United States is created by that constitution, that supreme law of the land. So what that is saying is all treaties which uh, all treaties made or which shall be made pursuant to the constitution shall be the supreme law of the land. Or all treaties which may, all treaties made or which shall be made according to article 2 section 6 clause 2 of the constitution shall be the supreme law of the land. Well guess what? Two-thirds of the Senate have never ratified anything to do with the WHO. And since two-thirds of the Senate has not, have not, will not ratify this, it is not the supreme law of the land. But let's continue. Let's continue. The treaties which shall be made under the authority of the United States pursuant to the Constitution, Article 2, Clause 6, Section 2, shall be the supreme law of the land. And it says, are you, are you, are you reading there? And the judges in every state shall be bound thereby. Right? So basically all that's telling you is that when treaties are made, According to the Constitution, through Article 2, Section 6, Clause 2 of the Constitution, then the states are bound by them. But watch what happens. When treaties, if you just like insert a little knot in there, are not made 
according under the authority of the United States, when treaties are not made according to the Constitution, when treaties are not made pursuant to Article 2, Section 6, Clause 2, then the states are not bound by them. I am not making this up. I am showing you the Constitution itself is telling you that this act of the Biden administration is not binding on the states. Period. And therein lies the solution. The solution is not running to Congress. Congress doesn't own the president. The solution is the states telling the president, telling Congress, say whatever you want with a who. We ain't doing it. Just like South Dakota with the CDC. Just like Florida eventually coming along in their proper understanding. Just like Florida saying to the president of the United States, your disinformation governing board will have no authority here. Why? Because there is no authority. Put that article six back up there, Christian. There is no authority delegated to Congress to create a disinformation governance board. And any act by Congress to do that, any act by the president to do that, means it is not made in pursuance thereof, which means it is not the supreme law of the land, which means, as Article 6, Clause 2 says, the states are not bound thereby. Governor DeSantis, when he announced that the state of Florida was not going to be participating and not going to allow this disinformation governing board to come into the state of Florida, was not violating any federal law, was not violating any federal anything. What he was doing was enforcing the Constitution as the supreme law of the land and saying to the presidential administration, I'm sorry, the Constitution is the supreme law of the land. Therefore, you don't have this authority because the Constitution does not give you the authority to create a disinformation board. Because it is not made in pursuance to the Constitution, I am not, and my state and the people of the state of Florida are not bound thereby. Come on, guys. The CDC doesn't have governing authority over the people of America, much less who. And the problem is, when you have people like Michelle Bachman who are generally considered of the conservative ilk, telling you that your only solution is to go through Congress. That is a distraction tactic, people. That is to disarm you of your real power. And if I could be so bold to say, to 
release your governors from their duty to actually do what's right. Like the governor of South Dakota, like the governor of Florida. Like maybe the governor of Texas finally coming along, partially dragging, kicking and screaming. Abbott. Look, there's just, there is so much about this that you need to understand. There is absolutely nothing about this who thing that is authorized under the Constitution. According to Article 6, Clause 2 of the Constitution, it is, there is nothing about this who agreement that is made under the authority of the United States. Number one. Let me just sum it up for you before we go here. Number one, the president does not have the autonomous authority to independently make deals with foreign countries or foreign governing bodies. Article two, clause six, clause two says he can only do it with the consent of two thirds of the Senate. That is the only thing under the only treaty under the authority of the United States is one made pursuant to Article two, section six, clause two. Number two, the president of the United States does not have the authority to turn over the sovereignty of America to the World Health Organization. Okay. He doesn't have the authority to make the agreement to begin with. And in that agreement, he has no authority to turn over the sovereignty. And here's why I tell you it's absolutely impossible. It is absolutely impossible because the president of the United States is just the president. We are not like the EU. We are not like Spain. The president of the United States is not the equivalent to the prime minister of England. He is not equivalent to the president of Spain. You see, in order for the WHO to take the sovereignty of America, they would have to remove the sovereignty of 50 individual sovereign states. See, that's the distinction between us and Spain or the president of Spain or the prime minister of England. You see, we are not one consolidated government under the headship of the president of the United States. No, we are not. We are actually 50 independent sovereign governments in union with each other to promote, to, to, to provide for their common defense and to promote their general welfare. The president has less power than a king and less power than a governor. And if you don't understand that statement, will you please go to libertyfirstsociety.com and take the power of the president class? Christian, go ahead. I wasn't going to do this, but we'll go ahead and do this anyway. Go ahead and put up that slide that I gave you, the picture about the executive discussion. This is actually from the power of the president class at libertyfirstsociety.com. See, Federal 68, Hamilton lays out the whole understanding of the difference between a president and a king and a president and a governor. Okay. Here in this particular question, he says the president is not a king. He's even less than Congress. Look, he says the one, meaning the president, I've underlined it there so you have the right 
clause to look at right away. The one, the president, would have concurrent power with a branch of legislature in the formation of treaties. The other is the sole possessor of the power of making treaties. I wanted you to I, I want you to see that because you have to understand by asserting that the president of the United States can make unilateral deals with foreign countries, what you're really saying is that we don't have a president, we have a king. And by the design of the Constitution of the United States, the president does not have that authority by design. So we wouldn't have a king. So to without two-thirds of the Senate, there is no treaty. There is no power to make uh, what, what the, he is not the sole possessor of the power of treaties or agreements. Number three, he can't take sell off our sovereignty because guess what? We have 50 sovereign states. He doesn't speak uh, specifically on behalf of, of each 50 individual state. The president's job is to be an ambassador on behalf of the states in foreign affairs, not domestic. And in foreign affairs, again, only under the authority of the president, only under the authority of the Constitution. Let me let me share with you really quick something that Thomas Jefferson wrote. And Christian, go ahead and throw up that article that I have at chrisanhall.com, Truth About Treaties. If you really want an in-depth understanding about this, there's an article called Truth About Treaties, and you need to understand this, okay? So, um, Thomas Jefferson says, and I'm, I'm getting his quote right here. Let's see. I had it scroll down and then it went away. Uh, who said this? Oh, that's right. 75, 64, um, Jefferson. 1793, I insisted that in giving the president and Senate power to make treaties, the Constitution meant only to authorize them to carry into effect by way of treaty any power they might constitutionally exercise. So if they are not delegated, if the federal government is not delegated the power to do something, then they don't have a power to make a treaty to do it. He says, by the general power to make treaties, the Constitution must have intended to comprehend only those subjects which are usually regulated by a treaty. It cannot otherwise, it cannot be otherwise regulated. It must have meant to accept out of these rights reserved to the states. For surely the president and the Senate cannot do by treaty what the whole government is interdicted from doing in any way. The limitation on the power of treaties is that the power of treaty cannot contradict the Constitution in any way. And the very idea that the president of the United States can make a treaty without two-thirds of the Senate is a contradiction of the Constitution, which means it's not binding. So please, with all due respect to Mr. Bannon and Ms. Bachman, please, let's take some time. And if you're going to take up six and a half minutes to talk about this, can you please take up six and a half minutes to talk about the solutions? Because the solutions are very simple, guys. Very, very simple. 
Because this is not made with two-thirds of the Senate, it is contrary to the Constitution. Therefore, it is not a valid treaty, and it's not binding on the states. So the solution—I look at Christian, I'm going to do this in less than two minutes. So the solution is that the states refuse to comply. That's the most powerful, the most practical, the most attainable solution. And that's the way we were designed. The states are not bound thereby, and they must not comply. So I just I just want to really, really impress upon you the necessity to speak positive solutions and truth and not planned panic. I'm going to give you one quote from Federal 64, and then we're done for today. This is, if the president and the Senate act corruptly, they can be punished. If they make disadvantageous treaties, how are we to get rid of those treaties? He says, a treaty so obtained from us, like all other fraudulent contracts, would be null and void. There you have it. The actual people who wrote and ratified the Constitution are telling you in Federalist 64 that a treaty made outside the Constitution is null and void. So there you go. I don't even have to, you know, I'm not making this stuff up. You can go look it up for yourself. Please do. Because this is the answer to this question. Please don't seed these. Please do not sow these seeds of panic. Please do not prolong and propagate this Zero solution panic. We've got enough to deal with in America right now than to have to live with the idea that we are going to be subject to the who if Congress won't do something. So I'm, I'm asking you, I'm, I'm beseeching you, if you've never shared a show before, please share this one. Please. Make sure we can get out and help Ms. Bachman and help Mr. Bannon understand the solutions to these problems so we can live with an empowered people rather than a people defeated into submission. Well, thank you so much for joining me today on the Chris Ann Hall Show. I am Chris Ann Hall. I am also a constitutional attorney who has written six books on American history and the constitutional professor at the River University. School of Government, and I am honored and privileged to be able to be your teacher today on our teach show of liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Don't forget to like and share. Make sure you go to libertyfirstsociety.com and continue your education there. Thank you so much, guys, and God bless. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain alienable rights. We have a power. 
And we've raised a spoiled brat representative government that needs to be taken to the woodshed. Are you satisfied with the government that owns you? There are churches who refuse to allow us to use their facilities to teach. Unspoken or even sometimes spoken rule that religion and politics don't mix. You wouldn't dare speak out against the government or somehow resist. Christians have to be involved in politics. God commands it. Every turn of event through history hinged. One person will stand up upon a single person. And then everybody else will stand. A gym member surrounded by a crowd of supporters 